All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Pros YouTube channel, and thank you so much for joining. I am Deepak Shona, orthopedic sports surgeon and founder of SportsMed Analytics, and I am pumped once again to team up with Fantasy Pros to bring you the industry's leading data-driven injury analysis all season long. Through SportsMed Analytics, we specialize in predicting return timelines, performance impacts, and re-injury risks by combining big data and machine learning with clinical experience. All season long, we're gonna be posting weekly injury articles on the Fantasy Pros site, and you can catch our other frequent updates at sportsmedanalytics.com as well. Now, today we're taking the data-driven approach to breaking down the 15 biggest injury questions around the NFL. But before we get into that list, if you want a chance to win a signed Odell Beckham Jr. Baltimore Ravens jersey, courtesy of bettingpros.com, your place to start betting smarter, not harder, you need to subscribe to the Fantasy Pros YouTube channel right now, comment below on this video, and that's it. We will be announcing a winner right here on this channel. So make sure to turn on those notifications so you can be alerted when new episodes are up and you can claim your prize. Now let's dive in. Starting with Brees Hall, running back for the New York Jets. Now the Dalvin Cook signing does not mean Brees Hall is behind schedule. Machine learning still rates his chances of playing week one at about 65%, but the data also warns us to temper early expectations. Young running backs coming off of major knee surgery tend to average three to four games to ramp up their touches, and the Cook signing only makes this more likely. As for efficiency, we at SportsMed Analytics have developed an algorithm to predict his progress post-ACL. Once it factors in Hall's 95th percentile pre-injury athleticism, his young age at the time of injury, relatively high draft capital as a second-round running back, and his injury timing, he projects to be at about 85% for week one, ramping up to 90% around week six, and hitting 95% by the end of the season. Major potential value in round four of drafts if he's making it that far for you. Javante Williams, running back for the Denver Broncos. Now, Javante has been far ahead of average timelines for this injury. Typical running back return takes about 15 months. J.K. Dobbins did it in 13, and Javante has made it really all the way back at only 10. As with Brees Hall, young running backs do tend to see that three to four game ramp up in touches, but Williams' heavy preseason usage suggests his early workloads may be accelerated. As for efficiency, typical running back explosiveness would be down about 20% at this point, but Javante has shown himself to be a positive outlier in his recovery timeline so far, so we'd expect something similar from his efficiency, probably looking a little closer to the 85% range. Do keep in mind that the first six weeks of this return are associated with an increase in minor injury rate things like hamstring strains, for example. But if Javante avoids such a setback, he projects to hit 90% of his pre-injury point at week eight of the season. Joe Burrow. Now, we've heard a ton about Burrow, but the most objective indicators are actually relatively favorable here. It took Joe Burrow less than one week after straining his calf to ditch the walking boot. And that strongly suggests a low-grade injury or a grade one strain. Now, when players rush back, which they certainly can do in dire situations if this were, for example, a playoff game, they do so with a higher re-injury risk, and re-injuries are almost always more severe than the original. So that's why it's not surprising to see the Bengals take this slowly. 
All signs point to a smooth recovery so far, and we therefore expect Burrow to play week one without major impact. Re-injury risk for a quarterback, given this much time to rest, is actually relatively low. So we haven't dropped Burrow in any ranking so far. And then we have Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. We saw JSN return to practice just a couple days after surgery, but the way his thumb was positioned throughout the practice footage, in combination with the injury mechanism from the play in which he fell on the wrist, together suggests a scaphoid fracture. And you can put a screw in that and make it very stable, but most fractures take six weeks to fully heal. Data tells us that return timelines can often be pushed up to four to five, but you'd really want him to avoid falling on that before at least four weeks. That would still put JSN at about week three for his return. It is possible to accelerate that even further, but wrist surgery for a wide receiver does affect grip strength in the early phase. And therefore, if he's out there before week three, we would anticipate a performance hit. Terry McLaurin, wide receiver for the Washington Commanders. Video of the injury suggested a turf toe, and all reports out of Washington indicated that there was no significant damage on the MRI. We aren't surprised to see him mispractice this week, but we would expect to see him early next week if he's going to play in week one. At this point, we'd lean slightly towards that outcome. Our algorithm projects a 10% explosiveness dip for weeks one and two, but return to full strength by week four. Kyler Murray, quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, the return timeline on this one is tricky. Murray's elite athleticism helps to predict a faster post-ACL return. But young players with large guaranteed contracts do tend to return more slowly, as do players returning to bad teams. And Kyler Murray, of course, fits both criteria. As a result, our machine learning algorithm produces a wide range of outcomes here, with weeks 6 to 12 all within one standard deviation. Week eight is projected to be his most likely return date. And most quarterbacks don't really see a hit to their passing ability upon return, but they do tend to see a pretty significant drop in their rushing attempts and production. One potential consideration here is that typically we do hear shorter quarterbacks like Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray talk about using their mobility to move within the pocket and to visualize passing lanes around much larger offensive linemen. While we can't really quantify the impact that might have, it is worth considering that Kyler Murray's passing production might not immediately hit pre-injury levels. We do have pretty convincing data to expect full strength for both passing and running by the start of 2024. Traylon Burks, wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. His movement quality from Monday's practice looks right on track for a player who should play week one. That is also right in line with the average timelines for this type of issue, which is about four weeks. Wide receiver data does predict a mild 10% production dip for his first two games, but we should be looking at a near full-strength player for week three onward. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Jerry Judy, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. A little less optimism here. Wide receiver data predicts return between week two and week four, with week three being the most likely. We're not highly concerned by Adam Schefter's report that this is a pretty serious injury because avoiding the pup list still suggests that a return in the first four weeks is in play. Now, wide receivers with Jerry Judy's athletic profile do see a 15% performance hit for the first two weeks of their return. Additionally, he will carry about a 20% elevated re-injury risk for the first half of this season. As long as he stays healthy, he is a solid candidate for a strong second half of the year. And then we have Jalen Waddle, wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins. Despite missing the majority of the preseason, we can expect Waddle to be unrestricted for week one. Most core injuries wouldn't cause any noticeable production dip and carry relatively low re-injury risks. And then we have Cooper Cup, wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams. Now, Cup's initial injury timeline took him about three and a half weeks to return, which pretty strongly points to a low-grade or a grade one hamstring strain. However, he's now got a re-injury and he's got only a week and a half until week one. The Rams are calling this day-to-day, which does suggest a mild severity, but these re-aggravations are tricky, and once they occur, players are even more prone to injury. Data would slightly favor him sitting week one as a result, with average on even mild hamstring re-injuries taking about two and a half weeks. At this point, we would lean towards his return week two, but the Rams may choose to slow play this because he's going to have about a 20% re-injury rate, and that's going to be slightly higher the faster he returns. And then George Kittle, tight end for the San Francisco 49ers. Unfortunately, Kittle is also going to be a high-risk player for the rest of this season. He has a history of soft tissue strains and even specifically involving the groin. And now he's dealing with something potentially similar. The fact that he had briefly returned and then had to sit back out suggests that this is either not fully resolved or re-aggravated. In either case, while the data would favor him being ready to play week one, he's going to carry about a 20% elevated injury risk compared to other tight ends. Next, a pair of Miami Dolphins, starting with running back Jelf Wilson. Dealing with a midsection injury and a finger issue, and he's now on the IR. And of course, that means at least four games out, but really it means about six weeks in total to rest. The vast majority of these midsection injuries are core muscle strains, which would heal by then with relatively low reaggravation risk. And most finger issues that are being treated without surgery are basically bad sprains. And these would also be expected to heal in this time frame. So we'd be surprised if we don't see Wilson returning around week five. And then his teammate, Devon A-Chain. The video of his injury mechanism suggests an AC joint sprain of his shoulder. During the season, these average two to three weeks for most running backs. Given his date of injury, we would highly expect to see him practice next week and playing week one against the Chargers. Running backs don't typically see major performance hits from this injury and re-aggravation risk isn't too high. It would typically only occur if he took another fall right onto the affected area. Jonathan Taylor, running back for the Indianapolis Colts. 
Now, this situation has been a little bit unpredictable to say the least. But despite being listed on the PUP, probabilities still favor that Jonathan Taylor is actually relatively healthy here. Ankle cleanup surgery, which he had done this offseason, has relatively favorable short-term results, with most players returning back to their pre-injury forms without much lag time. Needing a second cleanup shortly after is relatively uncommon, so although Taylor failed his physical because of his ankle, all that would really be required for this to occur is him complaining of pain in that location during his evaluation. Now, we can't say for sure if that was his way of avoiding practicing without a contract extension, but if we play the odds here, we would suspect that he'll be ready to go whenever he and the Colts reach some sort of agreement. And last but not least, San Francisco 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy. Now, Purdy is five and a half months out from repair of his UCL ligament in his throwing elbow, and while he's reportedly getting some days off at this point in practice, we don't expect to see any limitations once the season kicks off. Published data from the experts on this procedure report five months as the time to return to unrestricted throwing. And if we're looking at performance, baseball pitchers actually put more stress on this ligament with their motion than quarterbacks do. And yet they're still able to return to their full pre-injury velocity and control. So we have every reason to expect the same or something similar from Brock Purdy. And that's all we have for the moment. Once again, remember, if you want a chance to win that signed Odell Beckham Jr. Baltimore Ravens jersey, courtesy of bettingpros.com, you need to subscribe to the Fantasy Pros YouTube channel right now. Comment below on this video. And that's it. We will be announcing a winner right here on this channel. So turn on your notifications so you can claim your prize. Thanks for joining and we will catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros.